Coming to you from my basement in beautiful Chicago, this is LezCast. I am your host, Amanda Costner, and we are recapping the L Word Generation Q, Season 3, Episode 3. And, as usual, it was a freaking crazy episode. <laughs> uh, with me today, uh, breaking the episode down is a very good friend of mine. Uh, I had the pleasure of performing with her together in Minneapolis and St. Paul as a comedy musical duo back in the day called Champagne Jamboree. She is an improv and stand-up teacher, a producer, a host, as well as being an advocate for LGBTQ rights. Please welcome to the show, Sarah McBeck. Hey, everyone. Hello, Amanda. I love you so much. <laughs> love you right back. Also, I have to give you props on what is like one of my great, like one of the happiest days of my life, which is when you told me that you beat cancer. And I'm just so happy to be here discussing this like cheesy, dramatic lesbian <laughs> TV with you, cancer free. <laughs> it's amazing. And I. Every day is just like, I'm so excited about everything. Nothing is, nothing is really bringing me down right now. And, and, um, not even the downfall of Danny and Gigi. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whatever. What, that was just never going to make it anyways. It was a blip on the radar and there, it was a fun blip and you know what? It might come back around, but. Ooh, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's get into it. <laughs> and I do have to say, uh, what a pleasure it is to have you on and combine two of my favorite things, uh, the L word and Minnesota accents. <laughs> oh, you know, Amanda, it's, it's great. You know, that L word, those girls, they get a little spicy, but, you know. I'm so ready for the hot dish commentary. <laughs> hot dish, hot takes. <laughs> now that's a podcast name. <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, okay, so just for our listeners, can you give me a brief background? Are you a newer fan of the show or did you watch the OG series when it was airing? Yeah, for sure. I'm 100% OG. Um, I was married to a man when I heard about this show, when I knew it was coming on. I bought cable for the first time. I didn't have cable. I wasn't like rich, um, but I paid $35 uh, to Amory Telecom for my Showtime subscription. And I think, I feel like it used to be on Monday nights and I could be wrong, but on Monday nights, I would be like, everyone needs to be out of this house. And I would make <laughs> my husband take the kids like to the park or something because I needed my time like alone. So yep. yeah, I, I totally identify when I first I probably already realized it, but like the L word was just the first thing I watched when I was like, I think yeah. I'm a little bit gay. Uh, so I totally get it. <laughs> a little bit gay. Um, <laughs> I love, I hope your readers or listeners or fans, um, like this girl was um, a pro golfer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little looked- gay. And looked like a total hot tomboy um, the Keep whole going. time. And, um, would like be joking about giving blowjobs all the time with her other uh, cohorts. And 
Yeah. Never given a one. Yeah. Took her a while. <laughs> well, preacher's had, daughter. Preacher's daughter. So. Preacher's daughter. Yeah. Preaching the good word. <laughs> well, we have a lot to discuss. So I say let's just jump right into the episode. Yeah. We start off to the re- relief of many with Gigi not dying. Yes, that was very dramatic. I wondered if we were going to have like something huge. Yeah. <laughs> I am a little surprised they didn't kill her off, but maybe they learned after like Dana. She's way too hot. <laughs> She's way too hot to be killed off. That's not happening. So there's like a, if she was like a little less hot, you think they would have. I think there could have been a chance. Yeah. I mean. That's not all these characters are winners. We could probably <laughs> cut one out if we had to. <laughs> if we had to. Okay. Well, uh, she didn't die. She's in the ambulance and yep. Nat shows up because Nat mm-hmm. is her emergency contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping your ex-spouse as your emergency contact. I can't tell if this is normal or not. Like, does it depend I, on how I mean, messy the work yeah. was? It was for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm... A woman of a certain age um, <laughs> and have had a spouse um, or two. And um, yeah, I've left on my ex as my emergency contact until I have another significant, significant other. Unless in one instance they went batshit crazy and then my dad became my emergency okay. contact. Right. So yeah. it's really about do they go batshit crazy? And then- right. You can't leave the... Yeah. 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 What did you think of the big EMT guy bumps into Nat and she falls onto Gigi's lips scene? But did he really bump her? <laughs> I mean, they showed I him mean, being like, oops, or I don't know what it, they did. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. He did bump her. But all I'm saying is I don't think it took a big push. Well, and then she just like kept going, doubled down. She doubled down. And like, you know, I've been in that situation before. I can't say maybe like, I don't think it means that necessarily she was thinking about it. But when you do have love for someone, they share children together and you're worried that they're injured or, you know, they could be dead and you see them like I could see yourself just like forgetting for a second, like where your relationship boundaries are and going for it. And yeah, she was definitely. And she kept moving that forward. <laughs> Can you blame her? Can no, you blame her? Absolutely not. The event this episode revolves around is the Alice Show's big 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, did you catch? I want to play this line specifically for you. I know what uh, it is. And uh, <laughs> no improvisers of any kind. Yeah, that last one's very important. Yes, I was going to bring that up. I was like, a cat. <laughs> no improvisers. But no can't you understand it? Kind. You know <laughs> what? Like, I kind of get it. Like, I know it can be a little over the top. And can I have a word of suggestion? Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I mean, whatever. Always yes sanding. I'm coming for you. Okay, what's worse? Improvisers or stand-up comedians who are always on? Definitely stand-up comedians that are always on, 100%. Um, Improvisers are just huge nerds that have a lot of love in their hearts. Oh, like that's a really sweet description. But also sometimes- You cannot say that about 
stand-up comedians, including <laughs> us. I'm just thinking of one specific comedian we both know that I will not name, who I remember every time I saw her, she would be testing her material out on me. And I'd be like, wait, I thought this was a real conversation and now you're testing your material out? I know exactly who <laughs> I know you know who I mean. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. Oh, um, Sarah, our listeners, they're so confused. <laughs> um, yeah. No, um, no. And, you know, Alice, she can have her opinion. That's fine. Everyone can have their thoughts. <laughs> well, in this episode, we meet our next famous guest star of the season, uh, mm. which this season has been filled with guest stars. It's amazing. Um, and we meet a character played by Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah. Yeah, we um, did. Taylor, do you, what do you think of this coupling or potential coupling? Okay, so I'll be honest. Like, when I was – oh, the potential coupling? I'm – okay, I'm for it. Again, um, Alice seems really into her. Mm-hmm. And I think this person seems very grounded and kind of not like allured by fame or this or that, you know, she just wants the free t-shirt and, you know, um, she seems very settled and Alice, especially like throughout all the seasons, but especially since this L word has started, she has seemed to be like all over the place in like every scene in my mind. So I'm for it. I'm also a big uh, fan of Joey and her voice. I'm a fan. Sexy. I'm a deep, deep fan. Can you, what is it? It's like, Oh, oh, Alice. Yeah, you, we, I don't know if I should go out. I don't know. I'm struggling here. I, it, I love it. It's yeah, awesome. I can't do it either. I have a very like contralto, like manly <laughs> voice. Um, but yeah, now um, I know other women who are like, oh my God, I hate her voice, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, really? Are you sure you're gay? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's sexy. Like Jennifer Tilly, same thing. Okay, I'm I'm having to look up Jennifer Tilly. Um, bound. Oh, Amanda, yeah, that was have a... not seen Bound. Okay, no, several of my subscribers have asked me to review Bound, and that is on my list. Um, no, I have not seen it yet. I'm guilty. <laughs> Oopsie. Okay, just because you grew up in Oklahoma <laughs> and um, we're a preacher's daughter. I'm going to give you a okay. pass on this, but okay. I am going to circle back before the end of 2023 and make sure that you watch. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me honest, Sarah. I appreciate yes. that. Yes. Yeah. The Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. They both have that deep, like, uh, I don't think this is why they have that voice, but it's like, Oh, they just sm- smoked a pack of cigarettes. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, smoked a pack of cigarettes, but somehow it's still like high. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. It's delicious. Ooh, delicious is a great adjective. Not mad. (laughs) Um, Well, next we get what I will say, uh, without a doubt, has to be the most memorable scene of the episode. We get Shane and Finley dancing to Genuine. Uh, Sarah, I went out onto the internet and there are a lot of people who are not into this scene. They thought it was like cringe. Okay. I, I think that I can speak for both parties okay. here because I wouldn't say that I necessarily found it cringe, but I can see where that is coming from. Um, 
I thought a lot about the scene actually um, because you don't often, I guess what I realized is you don't often get, uh, you know, a song like Genuine Pony. Um, and I have to let you know, Amanda, that as soon as I saw that, I thought about you. Because- Sarah, no, let me stop you because mm-hmm. I have a little something that I would like to play. Um <laughs> So I mentioned at the top of the podcast that Sarah and I were in a comedy musical duo called Champagne Jamboree, and we have a special connection to the song. I just want to play this clip of us performing live. Oh my God, yes. And we are singing a song about a lesbian couple going on a trip to (laughs) Bemidji, Minnesota. Uh, Let me just get this going for our listeners. This is going to be a real gem. This is going to be a real gem. Honey, that's sweet. When we go in, maybe we should hide that we're lesbians. Cause we're going to beautiful Bemidji, beautiful Bemidji, beautiful Bemidji. Babe, I love your music. Your horny, let's do it. Riding my pony. But if you don't mind, maybe we can talk since we've got nothing but time. Down to do that. I've been meaning to say the piece of milk came in just yesterday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we actually reference genuine again later in the song, too. Oh, yes. I think any time that genuine could be part of our act, mm-hmm. it was. Amanda, I just had so much fun performing you with you. That was so much fun to watch. Oh, I can't wait till Champagne Jamboree rides again. I, you know, I just got like some new teeth uh, due to a situation I had. And like for tonight, for some reason, all I can hear is me lisping. I feel like um, Carol Channing. <laughs> well, it's not coming across on so, the uh, microphone. Yeah. Anyways, it's okay. Um, so listeners, yeah, sorry I'm lisping a lot. I'm getting used to my new teeth. Um, I didn't notice so- anything, Sarah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's all I can hear is like, well, I think you're, (laughs) it's echoing back at you in your office, but it's not coming across on the mic. All right, you're the best. You're so sweet. All right. Um, Okay, so let's go back to this scene. Is First a, of all, may yeah, I ask ahead. you what what was your first hot take on it? Yeah, Renee, give me three words to sum it up. Hot, fun, hot. Hot, fun, hot. For sure. And, you know, I'm one of these women that, like, I either love, like, the tomboy aesthetic or, like, super high fam. And so, like, the tomboy lover in me, especially for Finley, Shane's, I'll be honest, I think Shane's amazing. I get it. Never really done it for me. But, like, the Finley type. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. Um, I was there for that, especially, like, that ab moment where they really, like, zeroed in on the abs. Um, but I thought it was hilarious. I love that it was lighthearted. Um, I love that they were kind of sexualizing, like more masculine presenting mm-hmm. women. And I think maybe those women that aren't into masculine tomboy type women, maybe they found it cringe. Like, cause we're not, what we're used to seeing as sexy is a little bit different, right? It's more like swiveling of the hips and, and, this was a little more like dude like but we're sexy dudes and we're you know that's what I have to say about it so I mean 
I think it wasn't stylized. They were just kind of being themselves and being goofy together. And I think they really captured probably like what it would be like to like grow out together. So, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. Okay. In real life, are they really like coming together the way they did? Like, I don't think it was choreographed, but like some of it could have been choreographed when they just like their bodies meet at an angle. And well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure there was direction there. I guess what I'm saying is it's not traditionally beautiful, sexy mm-hmm. women on a pole or, you know, thong shots or, you know, it's <laughs> more like it really reminded me of Kevin Bacon and Footloose, to be honest with you. Yes. But yes. That's the vibes it was giving. Yes. That is so spot on. Yes. Thank you. Because he's like intense, but he's having fun. And that is what they were. They were like Mm -hmm. intense, but they were clearly having fun. Um, Perfect analogy. Thanks. Of course, Tess walks in (laughs) and ruins all the fun. Well, it's really Finn who ruins the fun because she hits the pipe. But uh, I have to admit, amateurs demoing, like uh, speaking of genuine. That is genuinely dangerous. Yeah, I am in property management for a day job. And I was a little like, ooh, ee, do you know how much that's going to cost? And now we need to get out the water, you know, dehumidifiers and cut out sheetrock. And- <laughs> You're like, you really are like feeling that. <laughs> well, but also she really came in and like pissed all over their Wheaties. And, you know, they're definitely showing where the cracks in the relationship are. Yeah, that line where Shane says to Tess, um, I'll just stay out of your way then. You know, I'm assuming since Tess has been kind of begging Shane to buy the bar, the second bar, that Shane is the sole or mostly the sole financial backer for this second bar. Seems like it. Those dynamics are like having your main investor feel like they just get out of my way. I don't know. Hey, I never thought about it in that way, you know, but that's absolutely true. If they weren't dating and that was your main investor, yeah, you wouldn't speak to them like that. And then again, that's the tricky part of like mixing pleasure and pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm recording in my office at work. So (laughs) normally, you know, I have no problem shouting that to the from the rooftops. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Sarah. I know your love of that. (laughs) Um yeah, that mixing business with pleasure. It makes because I'm thinking if they do break up, which I actually think the show might keep them together, but if they do, that's gonna be messy. Oh, for sure. I you know, I'll be honest, I don't buy them as a couple. You're not a chess uh stan. I mean, they just don't, I don't get Chris, I don't get like a connection with them. I don't get energy between them, synergy. I no just never really felt them. I, I think both of them as characters are fine. And I think together they're fine. Um, <laughs> but I feel like um, Shane kind of lost the love of her life and was in a pretty empty spot. And this person was right there. And, you know, we've all been there where you serve a need, I serve a need, you serve a need, I serve a need. And we've really served a lot of needs, but really 
maybe that's all we needed at that time. Oh, interesting. You know, maybe that's what you were for each other, you know. You know, not every relationship we're in is going to, like, make it to the end. Yeah, statistically, it probably won't. No. (laughs) Um, I think we all have to, like, have these, uh, like, okay, I had that experience, and it was great. And, you know, letting go and breaking up is super hard no matter what. We're all humans. But. Yeah. But she didn't break up with her. She cheated. (laughs) I was going to say, there's a way to go about it. And that seems to be Shane's. She, you know, I've been a little bit of Shane in some regards of where like, you want your cake and eat it too, but you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and you get swept up. And I'm definitely not condoning cheating by any, any means. Like I just break up, just break mm-hmm. up, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not going to cheat on anyone. Like I will break up with you, but also like, I'm pretty good at being direct and having those hard conversations. But I wasn't always. Mm. Yeah, it is tough when you genuinely love somebody, but you want to genuinely do somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, well, a, you know, I don't know. Well, Danny makes sure Gigi is good to go. Speaking of you should break up with somebody instead of continuing to hurt them. Um, <laughs> we're, we're back at Danny and Gigi's and it turns out Gigi has called Nat to come help her. Oh, yes. What do you think of this storyline? Well, I, you know, I think it's honestly what really happens um, often. And it is hard to navigate those ex relationships. Um, And, and, you know, honestly, like, I don't really see a problem with it. You know, but I, again, I've also, I used, there was a time in my life where I would have had a problem with it. At, at this stage in the game, if I were, um, that young hot girl, I can't remember her Danny. Oh, wow. Oh, the listeners are going to be raging. How can you not remember Danny? Are you not a Danny fan? I I am. Again, gorgeous, beautiful, like nothing wrong with her. Yeah. You know, I'm just terrible with names. What's. You're lucky I remember your name. Oh, my name is quite forgettable. So, but yeah, I mean, I think it's what really happens, especially when you've had a long term relationship with someone, you've had children with them. I think she really enjoys this relationship with her, but also she's feeling pulled. Um, and it's you do have those moments where you come back together, or maybe you think about things. And I like that they're doing it. I think it's. I think it's an honest representation of what can happen. Uh, You heard it, folks. Sarah McPeck here with the hot takes. She is team Gigi and Nat. I don't know that I'm team Gigi and Nat, but I'm I'm down like that they can explore whatever. Okay, but what about the way she's doing it? It seems like really mean to Danny. Okay, but is it mean to Danny? Like she had her come over to help her get changed. She didn't want her to be late for work. Uh huh. Where is she going that she needs help getting ready? That's like clearly a ruse to me. Okay. I never thought about that. I thought perhaps she had a doctor's appointment. (laughs) Didn't she have to be somewhere? Because she said that the car would be there at three to pick her up. Well, I thought that was for the Alice show event, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, but then she would have to get ready for that, right? She you're right. You're right. Camera. She does have to get ready. Okay. You're totally okay, right about that. But is it a ruse to have her come over, perhaps? 
I think she did want to talk about the kiss. So I think you're mm -hmm. right. I think, you know, I don't think she, I think that was okay. You know, she wanted to talk to her about it. You know, it wasn't like she was like, hey, will you come over and let's finger bang? You know, <laughs> like. So that's where your line is. Sarah. That's where my line of demarcation is. <laughs> finger banging. Yeah. Okay. So that one I'll give. And I don't know, like, I don't know that either one of them planned this. So, you know, okay, you know how things are enough happen and boil and you don't know until you know and maybe it was Danny like kind of getting upset and feeling pushed and jealous about this and I'm not not saying I'm not on her side but just like she was like whoa maybe we do need a second because also I've been there I have children I have exes I have tried to date with having to deal with like my children and my ex and having like women be like well I don't want this and that da 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 it's like no I had this life far before you came in here and I'll be respectful of you, but also this relationship is a thing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. They do have to co-parent. I will say the genie fans, uh, some of them might've crashed their car at this point. If they're listening while driving, they are raging. They can rage. You know what? <laughs> I, I love that you have an opinion, Gigi fans. And you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't. Well, but I think you have a fair point me. that it's different when you have kids with somebody. I just am a, a, on the other side of like, oh, you're clearly still, you're clearly like trying to find out if you have feelings for your ex. And Danny just found like last season, her wedding was interrupted. And on her wedding day, she found out that her fiance was cheating on her and like, Danny has been struggling, and so I would want Gigi to have a little bit more care. Yeah, I mean, I think in a perfect world, I agree. You know, that would be great. I'm just playing on the side that I honestly don't think any of this was, like, pre-planned or malicious, and they're just, you know, going with it. I think, I think it is... I think, again, it's a pretty honest representation of how fast shit can go south, mm. you know, especially when there has maybe been some communication things and haven't got full circle on the circuit, which I think they've been struggling with, with like the baby mama, mm -hmm. you know, her giving permission for them right. to live together. Um, and I don't think that they were fully closed on that. So I think each other are kind of rubbing each other the both ways. Like I'm only just going to say, I'm going to give Gigi the grace that I don't know that she went out to try to hurt her or to pre-plan any of this. I think you're right. But now that she, you know, these things have happened now the next, how she handles it in the future, you know, but I also see your point, like at our best, we all wish we could be, you know, our best person and more gracious and, you know, yeah, I know I'm not the salacious hot take soap opera. You know, I wish I could really get on it. I'm sorry, Amanda. Wait, what do you mean? I hope it's okay. Like, I, 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 I feel like I should be like, fuck her. Yeah. No, listen, I'm Sarah, you are here. 
I don't want you to say what everybody else is saying. I want you to say your genuine opinion. But I, okay. as this host, I have to then acknowledge what to the genie stands. Yeah, please. They are definitely not going to agree. But I don't want you to agree. I love what you're saying. No. And I think you're making great points. I know you don't want me to agree. That was just the Minnesotan in me. I was getting <laughs> I was saying so many opinions. <laughs> uh, well, we head to college where yeah. Angie realizes the guy she hooked up with in the last episode is her professor. Oh, my gosh. Um, I thought she was adorable. Mm -hmm. Oh, you she's know? great. Yeah, I think she's an amazing actress. I yeah. agree. I it's a fun twist, you know? And, like, I... When I was in college, I had a few professor crushes um, or TA situations, and it's a dynamic, and it is one you have to. I was going to ask you, is this, this feels like a gray area, because she's 18, and that if you're a professor, you're at least, like, do, what do you think he's supposed to be, like 25? Is he supposed to be younger? I, you know, age-wise, I think it's a fine pairing, um, even, like, as me being, like, a teacher of, like, improv that Alice doesn't like. Um, <laughs> you are not going to forgive Alice for that. Um, I like, I, my line would be like, I want to date somebody while I was actively teaching them. Okay. Or flirt. Yeah. Because them. he's in a like, position of power. Class, you know, I think, you know, me and another teacher were just talking about this where it's like, Hey, just so you know, I was your teacher. So it seems like you're interested, but if you're, if you're interested, you're going to have to let me know. Otherwise, mm. I'm just going to respect that. Or, you know, you just start a relationship and just see what happens. You know, I think that's okay. So I think he handled it well. And I'm interested to see what happens. And we'll see if she's like her, uh, if she's more like Bet or like Tina. Because remember, Tina had a little TA situation. Oh, right. Um, where flip-flops. Um, okay. back in the day. I'm trying to remember. So Tina was or this not after Tina, Bet. Oh, okay. Bet was teaching and then she had that like student teacher. She was blonde. I know who she is, but I can't think of her name. But she wore like the suit with the cute little mini skirts and she was like Wait, what nice was Bet teaching? Blonde, blonde. Um she was remember when she was like like at the college like or as the dean or something. Oh, I think maybe huh. she was. Hmm. It was not the last season, but I think the season before. Anyways, you know, we know Beck can be a little bit of a. I don't want to say ho because I'm pro ho <laughs> and I don't want to you know. I'm pro ho too. Yeah, um, but you know she can go where her heart leads her. <laughs> Yes, yes. Sometimes. Like uh, when it led her to Candace. Right. <laughs> well, next we get a nice chart reference. Uh, the show quickly slips in a reference that Alice turned down Tom's proposal as well. Mm. Yes. Now, I'm pretty sure Donald Faison is going to come back for at least one episode. So I'm wondering if they're going to have Alice be with... Taylor, played by Joey Lauren Adams, for a couple of episodes. And then I wonder if Alice and Tom are actually in game, but I'm probably wrong. Mm, that's, that's a twist that I didn't even think about. Yeah, it could happen. I could totally see that happening. Like, I don't know if she's going to become like 
a cast member or she could on a different like Joey Lawrence Adam. She right. could. Um, but yeah, no, she's just in two episodes, I think. Well, actually, oh, I'm not okay. sure. Don't don't yeah. quote me on that. That's just what I think. But I feel like I'm with these guest stars, embroidered it. <laughs> on a dishcloth. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> so it's in now. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it'll be a fun little tryst. We'll see what like. We'll see what I don't even know. Like, what does her character do? I didn't quite understand why she was there. I've been in the middle of a move, so I've kind of been busy while I've been watching it. She was the coffee barista for the. She like it seems like she owned the cart or. Okay, that's was, what I was wondering. Was she like a caterer? Did she own her own business? Something she, like that. Okay. I imagine, like in that world, she does different shows. She's like she brings her cart on the studio lot or whatever to different shows, okay. maybe. Um, because also I know Alice used to in the first and second season get coffee made for her on the show. Like the show has a coffee bar, the Alice show. Oh, okay. But uh um, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so t- I also think from the trailer, Taylor, or maybe they decide together to start this. Like I remember a line about them also seeing other people. So I wonder if Taylor is polyamorous. Ah, yes, I believe you are correct. Yeah. I don't so know. We, I think that is a very big possibility. Yeah, we'll see. It, it would be interesting, but also weird since they already went down that road last year and Alice was like, no, it's not for me. But also, yeah. it's the L word. They'll do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As a, and especially Alice. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, on we're on the set of the Alice show, and Shane brings Ivy some more of that famous hair gel. I mean, wow. They are getting a lot of mileage out of that hair gel prop. Oh, of course they are. Like, <laughs> I cannot tell you the ridiculous things I have done to, like, have an interaction with. Um, but yeah, like I love the hair cream. It's so ridiculous and it's so on point with lesbianism. Like, <laughs> give me a break. Like, oh my god, here's a thing that <laughs> fuck. Um, what do you think so, of uh, Kelani so far in the show? I mean, she's great. She knows herself. You know, she's not shy. She's gonna go after what she wants. Um, you know, I, I think she's lovely. I think this is Kehlani's, like, first big role, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think she's killing it. Yeah, she seems very, like I said, like, present with it, assured. Um, you know, she doesn't seem too thirsty. Yeah. You know, and I think that's confident. what Shane likes. Yes. You know, she told her, no, you can't come in here. Yes, no. that intro. Oh, that's yeah. what hooked Shane in. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. in this episode, Ivy says to her, uh, don't you want to hang back here? This is where all the fun is. And the yeah. look on Shane's face, like Shane is just like, what's fun? Like she is needing some Ivy. Yeah, I agree. I think Shane has just looked like she's been in pain, like for like, really like kind of awkward and not like herself. Like Shane always seemed like, just very chill and, you know, unless they were on like some crazy bender, like, but she has not seemed like that. I don't know. I don't think, I think fun is what she needs now. And it's what we all wanted, right? I just (laughs) talked, 
Hey, shout out to Tiffany Beamer uh, of the Rebel Queens. We yo, jumped yo. on this conversation yesterday and she was like, you know, I don't condone cheating, but Shane was not herself with her. <laughs> and I loved every second of it. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's what the fans wanted. I I wanted it. I wanted it. Yeah. I, I didn't want it to be a tease. I was afraid they were teasing right. us and Shane wasn't really going to go through with it. But she yeah. went through with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, there was, I mean, you knew it was on like last season. I I mean, oh, hers can change its stripes, spots. Cow can change its spots. Zebra can change its stripes. <laughs> But I think uh, Shane is Shane, I think. I think that's what the show is trying to tell us. But I have seen like, okay, on, for instance, lesbian TikTok, people are saying one of the things that Gen Q seemed to do this in season three is a lot of the characters sort of reverted back to who they were in the OG Mm -hmm. series. Like you mentioned, Alice, chaotic dating, Shane, Mm -hmm. cheating, um, back to the will they, won't they with Bet and Tina. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that this, you know, for their third season, which like, we don't know, like, I'm thinking this could be the last season. Like, this is what they do. They go back to who they were. Yeah, it definitely could be. I mean, at some point, shows are on for too long and things are already getting a bit convoluted in the storyline. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say convoluted, but there's a lot happening, it -hmm. feels like. Doesn't it feel like that? Like, well, yeah, and they draw so many stories, side stories. This, this, this. You know, it just seemed like there was a lot of that in the other one, but the art didn't seem quite so hurried. I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, at the big event, it's getting it's about to get started, and Nat brings Alice oranges while requesting <laughs> champagne from Danny. What did you, you, you were okay with this too, with like, oh, they end up holding hands and stuff. Um, you know, no, okay. um, I, I don't think that it was okay that they held hands like in a public space like that, where other people could have seen them where like, you know, she saw him like, or them. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe like a brush of the hand where you both are like, okay, like I'm kind of like letting you know, but you know, I think that I would be embarrassed if I were the other person and I saw that happening and I don't think that that part was right. Yeah. 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 I would be embarrassed too. Mm-hmm. Back at the second bar, Tess has allowed Finn to stand in for her as Carrie's sponsor. Um, did you notice that when Carrie calls Finn Leo DiCaprio, Finn like mentions being on a gender journey. Um, no, I didn't. Yeah, she says something surprised me. Yeah, I think that I'm wondering if that's going to be part of Finn's storyline for this season. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that me too. Yeah, I from somebody who has some history with support groups, I found it a really odd write-in that somebody would have someone else sponsor. Yeah. Someone like so quickly who hasn't really worked with them or just freshly is out of rehab. Um, that probably wouldn't happen in real life. But, you know, again. 
I don't know. I feel like the show's portraying Tess as like not the greatest sponsor. <laughs> like she was oh, kind of too, too, Amanda. Yeah, I never thought about that. I think that's actually actually right. Yeah. She's got a lot going on and she's dropping the ball here and there. And I can totally relate to being that person. Like just to bring it back to me, uh, Love it. <laughs> but coming back from cancer, like that's, that's one thing, like I'm still like busy, as you know, like it seems like I'm busy, but for me, I feel it's managed. Like I'm really trying not to say yes to anything that I can't give my full effort to. Um, Cause I really was half assing so much and I don't want to be creating or doing anything if I'm half assing it, you know, Same. occasionally you got to roll with the punches and, you know, but I was doing that 75% of the time and it was just oh. too stressful. And, you know, I wasn't even able to really think about my life. So, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Test is like, you know, she's like feeling guilty because she can't make Alice's show. But the reason she can't make it is this really beautiful moment she gets to have with her mother. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, you're, it's interesting that you point out, oh, she's kind of running around everywhere. You, you know, she's, because she's so stressed, she ends up yelling at Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Tess need, didn't need the second bar. It kind of seems like, um, I, I can see like where something really is terrible in her life. Um, like her mom having dementia and like really wanting to like build something and not like focus on that. And I myself, like, again, like when I've really dealt with a lot of stressful or hard things, what has happened is I've become like a workaholic. Um, Mm. and so I can just, you know, so I, I can see that being a response to kind of what's going on in her life. Yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like when I'm stressed out, I I understand the working, you know, to not think. And I have to, I think I occasionally will do it, but actually sometimes if I'm really stressed out, I really struggle just like editing a video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I've scheduled something, yeah. I'll do it, but I, I I will kind of slow down my work when I'm struggling in my life. Yeah. Um, but if, if you slow down, then you have to pay attention. If you Mm. don't want to pay attention to something, you can be real busy. And so I think it's like, what is the like impetus of like why you're doing what you're doing? Like for me, like when it's something I don't want to pay it deal with, I'm super busy. Um, that's why I think I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. I I think that's, no, you're right. That's that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a spectrum. We can, we can both, we can do it, but you know, I can see her like kind of, she's like, her life is, you know, she wants to focus on other things. She wants to build, she wants to build something that she can be proud of. You know, it looks like she's had like a tumultuous life and now she has this partner that, you know, she has some money behind her. She can really dig into it and she wants to like be super successful and um you can lose sight of a lot when you're doing that too um yeah mm-hmm. i can see that yeah tess brings a plumber in to help and she is a hot lady plumber who Shocking. also serves <laughs> i loved it i loved it I loved mean. it 100 percent. thought it was fantastic <laughs> casting Yes. Uh, yes. What do you think of her being the new love interest for Carrie played by I Rosie? I love it. I love it. I think she's adorable. I, I believe them as a couple. Yep. Um, I want to see more of them as a couple. I want to see Carrie be happy. 
you know, yes. I want to see her kind of like step into her own and like feel strong and good about herself. I think this woman, you know, I think, I hope that she finds that. Um, Me too. I hope yeah. we get to see them bowl together next episode. And then name, I can't believe this isn't gutter or this. Whatever <laughs> the hell yes, wait, happen. I have it in my notes. Yes. I love it. Oh, I got to find this. in. Yeah. I, I can't believe. believe it's not gutter. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Question, Sarah, if someone tries to enter the stall you're using in the bathroom, do you sort of like whoosh, round ha- like roundhouse kick the door back into them? <laughs> no. This plumber did not want to be seen. I'm wondering if it's because she's wearing coveralls and they were like all the way down oh, to the floor. Yeah. I mean, also, they had to make her dramatic so we could have a funny scene, right? That too, that too. Yeah, but probably, you know, like, yeah, it was was a little forced, but yeah. But worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was adorable. The tampons, Super adorable. Rosie O'Donnell is just amazing, and I love her, and I think she's a pioneer, and I love that she has an opinion. Whether you agree with her or you don't agree with her, I love that she has not lost her her own her own opinion. You know. Oh yeah, I've loved Rosie ever since I. So I'm estranged from my dad, and he has always hated Rosie O'Donnell, and right. mostly because he, you know, she sort of represents. I feel like a lot of, you know, homophobes like image of a lesbian. Yeah. And and they hate and, and my dad just always hated her so much. It like wow. made me automatically love her. And also she's oh, really yeah. talented, like super so talented. Funny. Did you see her in a league of their own? Oh my god, did I see her in oh. a league of their own? I mean, which time? Right. Yeah. I the scene, the that episode that was really tough where the bar gets busted, her performance blew me out of the water. It was amazing. Yeah, she she has gravitas. She mm-hmm. has depth. She has a range of emotion. Yeah, she really like lended a lot of weight to that. And I think that was really part of what made this not just be like a fluff baseball. I mean, there was a lot more. I don't want to say fluff at all about the writing, but yeah, she definitely lended to the weight of the show. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately made it a very well-rounded um, show. Yeah. Well, back at the Alice show, Sophie realizes one of her dating show contestants is wasted. Oh, my God. Can I relate to this? And I'm sure you as a big producer in the Twin Cities, like how many times have you been producing a show and one of your comedians gets wasted? Um, Not too often, um, but I usually know the ones that have the chance to get <laughs> wasted, and I always put them at the top of the lineup. Nice. Learn my lesson, because right. it has happened to me. Yeah. Like, I'm probably thinking more of open mics. I feel like it happens more at open mics. Yeah. But know, Sophie but... makes the right call. Like, drunk, drunk people, in my opinion, make horrible entertainment. Like, they don't follow directions. No. And it was a cute way to get Taylor on stage. It was adorable. Also, like, I always think when people make films, like, you know, there's a reason for anything. Is it, what do you think about, like, the oranges? And then Alice was wearing a very decidedly, Mm -hmm. like, orange suit. Like, were there any other, like, orange things in the episode? Like, are they, what do you think they're trying to say? Or am I just, like, is it just, like, 
pops of orange. Why do you think I'm wearing this orange hat right now, Sarah? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, actually, I did not notice that. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I agree with you that maybe that was like a little bit of a... It just US... seemed interesting that, mm -hmm. you know, so close in the scene, like she has this bright orange. I thought it was an interesting style choice. Yeah. And then the fact that she brought a bag of oranges, I was like, huh, I wonder if someone's trying to be fancy with their art. I think you're right. I think there was some fancy art stuff going on there. Unlock some fancy art. Uh, as Ivy is asked to get Taylor ready, I noticed something on my rewatch. I noticed that they really have Ivy doing the opposite of what Tess is doing, where Tess is pushing Shane out of the picture. Mm -hmm. Ivy is constantly like almost begging her, like, come work with me. Do like multiple episodes. This episode, she's not even asking her. She's like, you're going to help me get Taylor ready. We're doing this together. Yeah. Uh, it was so different from the Tess vibe. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I have to say about <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, this it reminded me of some good advice I've read that yeah, tell couples me. couples who want to sort of keep the spark alive, mm -hmm. they should conquer new challenges together. I've heard that. Um, instead of like trying to recreate old memories, yeah, like yeah. you know, figure out stuff you can challenge uh, conquer together. Uh, Tess obviously did not read that article, but no, no. <laughs> what did you think of Margaret Cho as the dating segment host? Uh, you know, Margaret Cho is fantastic. Uh, I thought she was a lovely add-on. Um, you know, I love that these celebrities are jumping on the show and giving it support and giving it weight and, you know, bringing attention to it and that it's a worthwhile project. I thought she was really believable, fun, funny as always. You know, she fit in fantastically. Yeah, I would yeah. love more Margaret Cho. That was my um, only complaint. I wanted a little bit more. That would be my only complaint, yeah. Yeah. But she looks really good. Like. That girl she is like is looking fantastic. Yeah. Whatever she's doing, whatever sperm she's like <laughs> putting on her face or you know, um, it is working. That's what they do in Hollywood. Yeah, um, that's so I hear. Yes. So who out of the three contestants would you have picked? Because I know who I would have gone for. I would have picked who she picked. Oh, even I if if she's not Joey Lauren Adams. With a voice like that, ah. yeah, I would have had to, would have had to have. Voices really can turn me on. Okay. Like, they can really be a tilt, a deal breaker for me. And like, yeah. So I would have gone for her from the voice, but I will say like her answers weren't super like, awesome wasn't doing it for you i yeah. thought it was like funny that the show was acting like everything she was saying was like ah! <laughs> i, was like, I what? would agree yeah i thought it all kind of fell short you could tell she didn't really care about being there she was like i don't know i haha okay here can i go home now you right. know? do i have to do this <laughs> i think on. she literally said that right now why do i have to do this <laughs> Uh, backstage, Gigi comes in and informs Danny, uh, I'm going to go home. And then, uh, I don't know. The, I thought it was interesting that like, she just leaves partly through the show. <laughs> Danny's like, what's going on? Yeah. 
at that point, I knew she was done. She had mm-hmm. made the decision that, like, I'm not invested. I don't, I just want to get out of here. You know, like, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a, a choice. And I thought the choice was not Danny. Yeah. I agree. Some of the fans, it's interesting. A lot of people saw this scene as Danny breaking up with Gigi. And I think that is technically what happened, but it doesn't feel that way at all. It totally feels like Gigi's breaking up with Danny. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I think, you know, we've all done that where I have done that too, where maybe like I haven't for sure known what I wanted, but I kind of do, but I kind of project things. And I think Mm -hmm. she has been projecting like, no, well, I'm going home with her. (laughs) that's what she does that's what she did you know i mean and then she break well of course she broke up with you now you don't have to do the legwork on it Uh, oh well remember you broke up with me i mean i've been that bitch i get it sarah break parts left and right i mean oh you know (laughs) i hope i haven't broke too many hearts uh, no, I'm sure that like everyone, I, I mean, I'm just saying you, you got some skills, you, you can, you're able to get ladies to fall in love with you. Well, everybody to fall in love with you. And so you I know. don't know. I'm just adorable. It seems, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm really thankful though, that I do have so many people that love me and I do love so many people right back. And you're you do, you're like full of love. I am. Yeah. Uh, so Tess has a sweet moment with her mother. We kind of talked about that. Um, this reminded me of, there's this old Dixie chick song and it's called silent house. It's one of my favorite songs. It's, it's also this really beautiful, sad song about dementia. And I don't know why I was reminded of that when I saw this scene. Um, I haven't heard it, but I'm going to listen to it now. I thought it was a very real scene and I'm glad that they did it. And I think I could relate with those scenes where you're like, wow, I am in a shit storm, but for this second, it's not a shit storm. And like, we can be who we were to each other and I can just be present for a second and it it will be okay. And I thought it was lovely that she didn't run out the door because like, those are the moments in life that are like worth stopping for and like imagining. And I thought it was beautiful. Well done. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. What do you think of, let's see, you can, okay. So now we get the big Ivy Shane hookup scene. We've already talked about how hot it is. I did want to point out before Shane goes into the room where Ivy invites her, Yeah, you can can see on Shane's face. She's like, she's not just like, oh, I'm drunkenly like she's considering things like she's thinking through the consequences and then she still does it. She knows what she's going to do. Probably what's going to happen. And yeah. Honestly, I thought this was the hottest sex scene of the whole season so far. So far, definitely. I would agree. Yeah. I loved Bet and Tina, but oh my God, this like blue dark room thing they had going on and Ivy's like wife beater or whatever it was. Oh my God. You know, and Bet and Tina were fine, but they do kind of feel like old news. Like we've seen them fuck many times. Now the Tibbiters are wrecking. (laughs) I can also tell the way they shot it, that they're getting older, that it didn't seem as graphic. It was a lot of like, 
quick and then yeah. far away and then like good lighting. And I was like, probably would have been into it more if there was a little more grit to it. I'm like, let's not be afraid that women are aging. Yeah. It's but, interesting you say that because a lot of people gave that scene props, like for showing, you know, middle-aged women having sex. Hey, but you're totally I just right. Want more middle-aged women. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too. Okay. <laughs> that could be what's happening. No, I agree. They zoom in on the hand and that's great. That's hot, but it is less graphic than showing Shane's hand go into Ivy's pants, you know, yeah. bent over like, oh, we saw all the stuff with Ivy and Shane. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it was great. Yeah. I mean, it was a good, it was good. It, I mean, again, part of us, right. We were like, it's what we wanted, Ben and Tina together, even if we're annoyed by it. But also like, we all know that lesbian couple that is Ben and Tina. <laughs> we do. We're. Very I mean, I've been though. them before i currently am but um, <laughs> sarah are we trying to get into that right now we are not talking about my personal <laughs> okay life all right whatsoever. i didn't think so you just gave our listeners like a little bit more <laughs> they know you a little bit better now they know me a little bit better yes. <laughs> danny starts throwing oranges at Gigi and nat did you like that choice i thought it was like funny um and like yeah, it was like, I don't think she had words. <laughs> you know, I think she was just like, okay, fine. And, yeah, you know, and for as far as lesbians go, I think that's tame. I mean, <laughs> me too, Sarah, me too, Sarah, because yeah. I, me and you have been through some stuff. We've been through some things. Yeah, some some lesbians can be freaking. I will crazy. take so many throwing soft oranges <laughs> at my car. Sarah's like, please throw oranges, please. Right. <laughs> All right. Follow <laughs> up with you later. Um, who comes to comfort Danny? But Sophie, I did you. I was a little like, oh, okay, the 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 friend group is all back together and everybody's all good. You know, it happens, right? I've been in this, I've been in this relation. I've been these people, every single one of them I have been. I liked it. You know, I didn't necessarily see it coming, but when it happened, I wasn't like, oh, this is out of left field. And again, I think maybe this whole arc is kind of like showing that with relationships that come back together and like how even though boundaries change, like there's still like a reach back or reach forward, you know, mm -hmm. um, it seems actually with like a lot of people on the show. So I kind of liked it and I liked that um, they gave each other grace to be like, okay, we've, We've both done some things. We both love the same person. We both know we're going to be in this person's lives. And also, hey, I dig you too. And I dig you too. Like, not like this digging, sexy singer, <laughs> mm -hmm. scissoring. Um, but, you know, like, maybe we can just kind of squash this and, like, support each other right now and just accept that things have changed. When it can happen, it's fantastic. It's it's often though that one of the persons can't accept change. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the jealous bitch in the group. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. That's okay, Amanda. I mean, I think you have props. A lot of people like, you know, me again, that's, I'm just like, whatever. Like, you know, I'm friends with so many of my exes and their children or, you know, and it's not messy really or anything. There's very few that I'm not. 
Um, but I love that. I get that that's not for everyone. I can navigate a lot of things and boundaries and stuff. Not everyone can. And a lot of people just want to be like, nope, that's done. Bye. Yeah. But I do think it was a good choice for the show because with, with Bet and Tina, they're like piecing out for a few episodes. Yeah. We, we need like something to stabilize this show. Smart. Yeah, we do. It does kind of seem like everyone has a, a buoy right now mm. like everyone has a lifeline yeah except angie she's kind of floating by herself until they come back from canada but she seems like she's okay you're right she she's doing but good she's got this and she's got her aunties shane yep. and alice to help yep i could see that amanda i wonder if we're gonna have another scene with angie where like all the lesbians descend upon her and like oh i she hope so kind of but she doesn't seem helpless. Like she really feels like she's stepping into adulthood and she's got this, even the tricky parts. So yeah, that's awesome. I agree. Yeah. So Tess does not bust Shane with Ivy. Mm-hmm. I am wondering how does Ivy not come out of that room? Is she like listening against the door? Oh, Ivy's, her girlfriend's here. Ivy's, this is not uh, Ivy's first rodeo. Oh! You heard it. <laughs> Not Ivy's first rodeo. Ivy knew what she was doing. She's smart. Even if she was not knowing that Tess was going to come, she's going to be professional because they work on the show and at least be like, okay, you go out. I'm going to take some time. Like, let's not have our business everywhere. Um, I- and she knows, I'm sure that Shane is with someone. Okay, so, I agree with you, but she does come out literally tucking her shirt back in or something like that. It's so funny. Totally that's true, but I, I think that she knew that that I feel like she knew that um Tess was gone. Yeah. But yeah, she was okay with letting Sophie. that person know yeah. that, hey, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> you know. But I could be wrong. I mean, it could have just been blind luck, too. No, I think you're totally right that, like, maybe this isn't the first time that this has happened. Um, Do you think Sophie's going to spill the beans to Tess? Hmm. Because in the trailer for the season, we get a shot of, I think, Tess throwing something, like, a drink in Shane's face. So I'm thinking Tess finds out, and I'm thinking maybe it's from Sophie. You know, I could see it would be like the L word to have that happen because they're all too invested in each other's lives. <laughs> I wouldn't be telling anyone anything. You know what yeah. I mean? But otherwise, I'm like, that's the business. I'm not getting involved. And I've been involved. And like the messenger is the one that always like does things yep. do not go well. Um, I'm like, <laughs> you learn that lesson. Doning it. I'm not approving of it. Do you? But I'm not telling. Um, well, Sarah, I have, I have a question. We're getting towards the end of the episode here. Um, small note, but you know, I'm into food. What the hell did Finn do to that chicken? Right. I know. (laughs) My guess is, oh, overcooked it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was crispy. I just like how do you do that and then present it as like we're supposed to eat this at least when I burn stuff I'm like well we can't eat this 
Finn like seems so feral and like also <laughs> I think Finn would eat it, right? So yeah. if we're gonna be Finn, like if Finn's gonna eat it, then they would also serve it to someone else. Like yeah. I think that's where they like are so cute and dopey because they do kind of like miss out on some social cues or this or that. But what I do love about them, even if it's like kind of maddening, like they are themselves 100% of the time. Yes. So are you a Finn fan or like, I feel like this poll is like Finn's a polarizing character. The fans. Sure. I mean, I'm not like, wow, but I could totally see myself like rooting for them. Mm-hmm. I think there is something adorable about them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Finn, like especially hot, hot mess express. For <laughs> sure. Um, but like a heart of gold. And, yeah. Like sounds like they have like, and, and my heart does always like bleed for them those type of people and root for them. I've learned that I can't be the one to save everyone and fix them, but I could, yeah, I mean, I have a soft spot for Finn. I have to say I was rooting for the, the breakup with Danny. You know? Really? I mean, I think everyone was, cause like the show was showing that they weren't really that great together. Yeah. Dan- Danny and right. Sophie. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm all for, like, friendship first and, like, kind of discovering that. And, like, sometimes you don't know until you're, like, oh, my God, my person's being taken away from me. Like, holy shit. You so know, are you, it's, like, kind of fun for to watch. Are you now, team- whether or not it'll be sustainable, that's really what I'm starting to question. I don't think, I don't think that's so. happening. But I think they're going to still, like, knuckle it at the end. Like, th- we tried it. We love each other. But, like... I don't know. We have Maribel in episode two saying that they're toxic for each other. I don't know if that's the writers giving us a hint or what. It could be. Also, Maribel is the sister and sisters are fiercely protective and have a lot of. But yeah, I don't know if they're toxic or not. What do you think? I thought that was like a little bit of an exaggeration. I think so. I was just going to ask you if you're a Sinley stan. Um, They're growing on me this season yeah um I've heard that from other people like there's like a twinkle in their eye that like totally like makes my lady parts melt (laughs) um okay I know I would totally end up falling for that character um for Finn or Sophie Finn okay yeah all right yeah I mean Finn's kind of your type you're into the tomboy thing yeah uh, well, uh, they Finn and Danny call a truce, and we end the episode with yeah. the, them getting back together as a friend group. Yeah, you know, I love it. I think it's great, and I hope that they can keep supporting each other. And I'm sure this is not the the last coupling we'll see in what this if, friend group. Oh no, I, I feel like they already because I'm pretty sure Micah is Danny's ex. And so they almost have all oh on every version. They're all each other's exes. Wonder if there's room for a hot three-way coming up. <laughs> Sarah, you oh you put what that in my th- head. You put that in my head. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how that would look, but like No, we already got our hot three-way. That was Nat, yeah. Gigi, and Alice. And I don't know that. Um, Finley's character is like ready no. for all that. Oh no, 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 I, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, what are your overall thoughts on episode three? Did you think it was a good episode? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fun. We had some action. You know, I love that it wasn't about like the car accident the whole time. I love that we just like cut to it, found out she's still alive. Like, yes, we carried it through, but it wasn't like, you know, um, I love the introduction of characters. I love I love the movement. We got we got these stories moving, we got some action in this episode. So you need that to move the move things forward. I really like the episode too. And mm-hmm. even though a lot of people were not into it, I, I do, I'm not with you. Is there you. anything anymore that people are not into? <laughs> oh my God. Well, I was going to say, I understand some of the backlash because unlike you, I am not team Gigi and Nat. Um, I, I ain't down with that. So I was disappointed when Gigi and Danny didn't work out uh, and the way they did it. I I don't know why, but um. But I still don't think it was like a trash episode, which a lot of fans did think. Oh, really? Yeah, with their, I'm telling you, Sarah, there are so many Genie fans. Like, like they love Danny and Gigi. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I mean, they're a great couple. I, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, well, any and other? They might come back together. Like sometimes. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> No, I'm serious, Sarah. I I don't think you're aware of this because you have intel. Uh, well, I I feel fine. I've been talking about it for the last couple of podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. My understanding is um, the reason they broke them up is because Sepida Mwafi is leaving the show. Uh, Gigi, the person, the actor oh, who plays okay. Gigi. I could see that things are starting to happen for her. Oh yeah, she's taking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I saw her on a live the other day and I honestly, it was, I think it might've been the day the episode came out and I thought she was going to be like talking about the L word. And instead it was somebody else filming her at some event and she was singing like opera style. Oh, and, wow. oh my God. She is so talented. I'm not surprised. That's Just, awesome. She was walking around some event walking while singing. Like that's not easy. Like, Oh wow. No. Yeah. It was awesome. But also, I was like, "Yeah, is has she just like sort of gone beyond the outward Gen Q?" <laughs> I don't know. It could be. It could be. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever truly know what what's gone down with the show and the cast. There's been some drama. Oh. Um, do, yeah. Do Do you have any other thoughts on episode three or on the season so far? Um, I'm a fan. I'm glad it's back. It feels good. Yeah, yeah. it does feel good. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in, and I especially want to thank my guest co-host, Sarah McPeck, who is one of the funniest comedians on the planet. So make sure you go to the description, check out all her socials, which will be linked. You can find her on Instagram at Sarah McPeck Comedy, Sarah M-C-P-E-C-K Comedy. We did it! We We did it, Amanda. Oh my gosh, it feels so good. I had such an amazing time with you. Um, me too. I love you so much. I love you too. And I love us together. Just I so love us together too. We oh have to do God. this again. I can't wait till we do it again. I can't wait. I love this podcast, Amanda. It's just so much fun. And I love that I'm learning about all these young lesbians. Emily <laughs> has been like, apparently like there's all these Instagram lesbians and there's like all these, all this drama and 
I'm learning about it all. I can't remember what they're called, um, but I feel like such an old lesbian. I'm such an elder lesbian now. <laughs> and but that's I'm a respected okay status. I'm totally okay with that, but I still want to have my ear to the ground. Like, mm-hmm. I know, got you. I know. So yeah. I'm gonna, I might be hitting you up for some of the, you know, you're a good decade younger than me. So, you know, when I, when I need some help, you can, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll break it down. I'll let break you it down for me. Yeah. 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 Thank uh, you. For sure. You're a giver. <laughs> That's what I do. I give. I, I, okay. I'm just going <laughs> to stop right there. Friend, I love you. Oh, I love you too. And I'm so glad you came on the pod. And listeners, we will be back next week recapping episode four. So make sure you're subscribed. And um, (laughs) uh, everyone, I will talk to you in a few days. Hey, thanks so much, everyone.